I know I have the answers within me, just like you have the answers within you. I know I'm capable, but I don't trust it yet. You're listening to The Self-Worth Edit, the podcast inspiring South Asian women and beyond to quit playing small and start trusting the power and wisdom within. Join me, Noshin, on Mondays as I share insightful conversations, tips for healthier ways of thinking, and lessons in healing our relationships with ourselves. Thanks for tuning in to the Self-Worth Edit. Here we go. It's the Self-Worth Edit podcast. I'm your host, Noshin, and I'm going to ask for something I haven't asked for in a while for those who are tuning in every week. Or even if this is your first episode and you enjoy it, please rate and review. It only takes a minute of your time. You can go over to Apple Podcasts, the app, if you have that on your phone, and leave a five-star rating. And if you have the time and are so inclined, a quick review as well. Not only does this help the podcast grow, it's also another way for you to connect with me and let me know this show is serving you. So thank you in advance for that rating and review. Today's episode, I'm going to share what my word is for 2021. And I know we're already a month into the year, but there's a reason I haven't shared this word sooner. First, let me tell you about how to choose a word if this is new to you and it's something you want to try this year. This will help explain, too, why I haven't shared my word yet. So choosing a word for a year becomes a great touchstone and is a great way to focus in on one area you want to grow in that you know you have room to improve in and that committing to it is challenging, but also that mastery of this word will help you in your life, in your journey to become a better version of yourself and become more of who you want to be. So as an example, last year, the word I set for myself at the very beginning of the year was discipline. This was something I struggled with, and I knew if I committed to it and worked to improve my level of discipline, there would be a lot of benefits, but it was going to be challenging. Of course, a few months into 2020, I actually changed my word because 2020 was the year that it was. So I changed my word to grace, which was another area of challenge for me, having grace and compassion for self and situations that I was in and that I knew would benefit me. So being able to show myself grace and forgiveness and allowing myself to show up how I could day to day in the year that was 2020 is what allowed me to get through with my self-love intact. The reason I've been holding back on sharing my word for this year is because I've been gearing myself up to take the leap because it's something that's definitely going to be challenging for me. And part of me has been holding back on committing to it by outwardly expressing it because I know it's going to be very hard for me to do this. And at the same time, it's something I've been kind of on the side working on for a while. It's very important to me. I know it will have a lot to do with my continued growth and expansion and success on the path to becoming more of myself and living how I want to live. So sharing the word publicly is a big deal for me because it feels like that level of commitment 
And I'll tell you, I'm really feeling challenged. And if I've learned anything in the last couple of years, it's that when I'm scared to do something that I know ultimately will lead me to grow, then it's the right step to be taking. It's the right place for me to focus on because there's a reason it's coming with this sense of fear and hesitation. It's because it's a barrier to be passed on my way to level up or grow or expand, right? Discomfort, challenges, they lead to growth. So I can say I'm on the precipice of yet more growth with this word. All right, enough beating around the bush. My word for 2021 is self-guided. I want to tell you why I chose this word, what it means to me to be self-guided, and how I'm going to take action toward embodying more of this word, this intention that I've set for myself for 2021 of being self-guided. And I'm doing a whole episode on this word in case this focus on being self-guided resonates with you. I cannot remember a time when I did not feel indecisive, painfully so, painful not only for me, but for my friends and family who had to wait it out with me for hours on end at the store or in conversation because I go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth on even the smallest decisions, probably even more so the smaller decisions, which is interesting. And it's often felt like I am in a state of what my sister calls analysis paralysis. Knowing what I know now, the part of my mind that's activated when I'm in that space is the monkey mind that goes, over here, no, over here. And I'm just looking everywhere. It feels like there are ping pong balls in my head and it's frustrating. And so because I felt that inner turmoil, I regularly turned to other people for their opinions. But it's not like I asked their opinions and then did exactly what they said. It's like I collected their thoughts and added them to my existing monkey mind and just had more balls in the air. It was a nightmare. And it wasn't until I started therapy a couple years ago that I was able to start to connect the dots between, oh, this is why therapy can be helpful because These events that I thought were unrelated and these experiences that I thought were behind me are actually manifesting in my life in the day-to-day in different ways, such as me being super indecisive. It stems from something more that I thought was behind me and I didn't have to resolve because it was in the past. So one reason I'm making this my word is because I know that Where I have been making decisions from most of my life, meaning my monkey mind, is not serving me. Another point that really hit this home for me, that this was a need, was an aha moment I had when reading, or rather I was listening to the audiobook version of Glennon Doyle's Untamed. There's a part where she says something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing here, she said something like, I was turning to Google and typing into Google, should I stay or should I go, to find the answer to whether I should leave my marriage or not. And instantly, I was like, oh, guilty. I had definitely done the exact same Google search countless times and had turned to Google over the years for a lot of different decisions. And turning to Google means what? Turning to strangers on the internet who 
don't know my life for really crucial big decisions and we're relying on people who know nothing about us or the context in our situations. And in one way, it's nice to be able to lean on people and learn from people who have gone through what you've gone through. But on the other hand, it's a bit ridiculous, right, to turn over huge life decisions to anything or anyone outside of ourselves. That's what I'm seeing more now than I did then. And that's what I'm continuing to practice. I do increasingly believe, and you know, let me not even couch that because I do actually believe and I do know that the greatest wisdom for any of us is within each of ourselves. But we don't often, or at least I don't often enough, take the time to go inward and to trust that I have the answers within me. I don't often enough take the time to go deep, to sit still, to reflect, to tap into my higher self or my intuition. So that's the second big reason I'm making self-guided my word is because I know I have the answers within me, just like you have the answers within you. I know I'm capable, but I don't trust it yet. I know it on some level, but I've developed this habit over the last three decades of my life to not trust what's within me. I've actively ignored my intuition before, and I've constantly looked to external sources for guidance on how to live, how to decide, how to act, how to everything. And so it's hard. It's going to be hard, but I know it's important for me to learn to tap into this inner knowing. And the third reason that self-guided is my word is because to me, this is also a crucial part of the self-worth edit. And I don't mean the self-worth edit this show, but I mean my editing, re-scripting of my self-worth. Which is what I meant by the self-worth edit. I'm assuming or have assumed that was clear, but if not, there you go. That's why the show is called the self-worth edit, because it's all about fine-tuning and re-scripting and up-leveling self-worth. And for me, self-trust, developing this muscle, learning to go inward and to rely on myself for decisions about my life and to trust what comes up for myself. This goes hand in hand with valuing myself and my inner knowing and my decisions. So what does this actually look like in practice? There are practical things I'm putting into motion to help myself learn to embody self-guidance and self-trust, which is a big component of this. But first, I want to say just by having a word or a single focus area for the year, I like to go with a word because it's a good touchstone to just come back to over and over again for myself. But having this automatically keeps it in your realm of awareness, consciously or subconsciously. And by deciding, hey, this is my word for the year. This is how I want to show up and putting some thought into why and then what that's going to look like for you played out, just keeping it at the forefront of your mind will naturally tap you on the shoulder when you start to go off track or when there's an opportunity for you to put that word into practice. So it's a really cool way, I would say, to set an intention or focus for your year that is more based in your feelings and awareness and guiding you more intuitively than the concrete resolutions that I used to try to do for myself. So this is working for me and perhaps it will work for you. So here is how being self-guided, living in a self-guided way and learning to trust myself looks in practice. For one, it means checking in with myself 
first and foremost, when I have a decision on the horizon, I will check in with myself first. And there are two main ways I like to do this. One is through meditation. And in this case, just sitting silently, clearing that monkey mind out of the way, taking time to just be, to take a step back from doing and just be, to try to feel what's coming up from within and to just put myself into a mode of receiving any guidance or inspiration that may come up, but not from my monkey mind. And I don't know about you, but for me, I can feel my monkey mind. I can envision where it is. It's the front part, you know, right behind my forehead is where I imagine it because to me, it feels very surface level. Whereas when I'm sitting and trying to go inward, I'm in my heart and my torso and the back end of my mind. I'm more embodied. That's the distinction for me. I don't know if it's right or if there's anything scientific to this. You know, you might listen to this and be like, what is she talking about? I'm just telling you in case it helps you. This is how my mind and body differentiate. The other way that I love to check in with myself is through journaling. I love journaling. I find that often I will have a realization or find reassurance I didn't even know was within me. So checking in with myself first and foremost and actually challenging myself to make a decision first for myself, to make up my own mind. And this goes into my second way to practice self-guided, which includes to notice when I feel the urge, the instinct. Because remember, this is habit for me to reach out to someone else outside of me, whether that's a friend, a family member, the internet, to ask questions about how I should decide something. But that I will notice and take a step back and use that as a reminder to check in with myself first and to challenge myself to decide something on my own, especially when it's a minor decision. Like I need to be better and I've gotten better about asking myself or reminding myself, how serious is this? It's not that serious, just pick. And to challenge myself to just make a decision. I'm not going to say you know, that I can never reach out for anyone else's input because I value input from my friends and family and sometimes from random strangers on the internet who have gone through something that I've never experienced before. But that if I do reach out, it's going to be consciously. Whereas in the past, it's been very instinctive and I haven't thought about it. It's been just a go-to. Now I'm going to first check in with myself, have my thoughts, my decision, my rationale, And then if I want additional data points, I will reach out consciously with my feet solidly planted in the ground that I am taking in data points and not being swayed immediately by any one input, but bringing them back to myself to collect into and to process again for myself and ultimately being self-guided, self-trusting, making the final decision for myself. Another key component of this for me is going to be differentiating between my inner guidance and intuition versus my fear or trauma responses. When you've grown up and spent years and years ignoring your intuition, when you've been gaslit, when you've learned to value other people's opinions over your own, it becomes a very, very difficult thing to trust yourself. And to tell the difference between your fear and your intuition. This is something I'm sure I've talked about before, maybe not in detail because I'm still learning this. I'm still figuring it out. I do believe I'm getting better at it. I think it's going to take practice and it's not an easy thing to practice because 
When you're building up that self-trust, you have to not only make the decision to act on an urge or guidance that you've received, but you have to actually carry it through and see what happens. And that's a scary thing when you don't know if you're being guided by your intuition or fear. So I'm getting better at this, but this is going to be another key piece of that that I need to learn to practice is to not be afraid to take action when I feel I'm being guided by my intuition. Because at a certain level, I'm only going to be able to build that self-trust through trial and error. So if I feel my intuition guides me to do something or what my inner knowing is telling me to do, and I believe it's coming from that place, and I act on it and I continue to see positive results, then I know, okay, I'm tapped into the right thing and I can trust this. So that's where I'm at with that. And I've already had a couple opportunities to practice this recently on a larger scale. So I have plenty of tactical examples, but I've actually been putting this into practice in a couple pretty big decisions for my life. One being deciding whether or not to continue with my graduate school program. I'm in graduate school for my master's in organization development, and the program I chose was meant to be very travel heavy and to provide in-person consulting opportunities with businesses globally. And before our first trip, which was supposed to be in April 2020, the pandemic hit. And because of the way the program is designed, we did not go virtual because we're really still trying to keep it in person since that is the meat of this program. And so we basically went on pause for a year and only recently picked things back up. So where I should have been graduating this year, I'm instead only a quarter of the way through the program. And you know, when you have time in your life and space, things fill it out. So for example, While the program was on pause, I started this podcast. I have other things going on in my life now, other areas of focus. And so I was trying to determine whether or not I should continue with this program while we're still in uncertain times. Who knows if we're even going to be able to travel with groups this year. And what was happening was a lot of chatter in the cohort. So there were 30 of us and we have a WhatsApp group. And it was this conversation with peers where everyone is trying to figure out whether to stay in the program or not. And I realized I needed to make this decision for myself and take space from that chatter because I could sense the chatter was going to continue and maybe get larger. And that if I was not grounded in my own decision for what made sense for myself, based on my inner guidance, that I was going to end up being swayed by other people because of my own internal need to maybe follow a crowd or people please or judge what's right for my life by the decisions that people make for their lives, even though we have completely different goals and aspirations and context and availability. So I did a lot of journaling around this, a journal to my future self and back to me from my future self, which is a type of journaling I definitely recommend. I also reflected a lot on it. I did have a couple conversations that were helpful to me for those additional data points, but I processed on my own and I stuck to my decision. You know, we lost six people from the program. It just was not right for them at this time. And I had already decided to stay in the program based on what's right for me. And it felt and it still feels really good to have made that decision by checking in with myself and now be firmly planted in it. Then there's another big decision I've made for my life that I still find myself sometimes trying to make sense of it, but I'm learning to just go with the flow. That's the other part of self-trust, is that so often we feel like we need to have a specific reason and rationale for why we do the things we do, why we desire the things we desire in this life. Why? Why does everything have to have a neatly tied bow on it? 
for this is going to lead to that's going to lead to or this makes sense because of, you know, what we're going to get out of something. Why can't we just do something because we want to? And maybe you live this way, but I haven't. I've always had to have a reason. And so this other decision that I've taken for my life recently, it's been a lot of coming to terms with the reason is just because I want to. Because I want to is reason. It's enough of a reason. It's a good reason. Especially because the feeling I got around needing to take this decision was, sim- was similar to how I felt when starting this podcast. I can't remember if I've ever truly explained where the idea of this podcast or the sense of urgency for me starting this podcast came from, but I'll tell you the short version, it took me by surprise. It just sort of hit me one day that I had to do this and do this for South Asian women, which is not the audience I had on my radar, I will tell you. It was this unshakable feeling and it was something that I resisted a lot. I have a whole episode on the fear I felt around this, but I just felt like there was no other choice. I had to do this. And that's sort of how I feel around this other decision that I've made. And I know I'm being a little, I don't know, cryptic. I'm not telling you what this big decision is. I promise I will soon. I know that's probably annoying, but there are a lot of logistics that I'm figuring out and I just need to honor myself and do that for myself. But I do want to share about this for the purpose of highlighting that part of self-trust in this year of being self-guided. For me includes for lack of better words, blind trust. That if I know that it's coming from within me, from my inner wisdom or my intuition, that I do not have to sit there and bring my monkey mind into the conversation and allow it to question it over and over again. But that I want to just trust and see where it takes me and let things unfold. Because it's true that hindsight is twenty twenty. It's true you can only connect the dots of your life looking backwards. It's been true for me over and over and over again. And I've wasted a lot of time and tears trying to make sense of my life going forward, and it's fruitless. Now I know life doesn't have to be known completely in and out going forward, and that it will make sense looking backwards. So all that to say, this is a big component of self-trust and self-guidance for me to be okay with things not making sense in the moment and where I'm going as long as I'm being guided in the right way, being guided from within rather than succumbing to other people's opinions and thoughts and input. So that's what I have for you. That's my word for 2021, self-guided. I am working on developing that self-trust muscle. That is what I'll be up to this year behind the scenes is continuing to work on this. And if anything resonated with you in this show, please share it with a friend and we will connect again soon, my friends. I will see you or I guess I should say you will hear me next week. Until next time. Bye.